Lekutei Sichais Chelek Yutes, Parshas Nitzavim, Sicha Aleph. The first three Psukim in Parshas Nitzavim, Psukim Tes, Yud, and Yud Aleph, read as follows. Posuk Tes, Atem Nitzavim Hayem Kulchem Lifnei Hashem Lekechem. All of you are standing this day before Hashem. Rashechem, Shivtechem, Ziknechem, Shetrechem, Kol Ish Yisrael tribal leaders, your elders, your officials, and all the men of Israel. Posuk Yud, Tapchem, Neshechem, Vegercha, Shabish, Kerev, Machanecha. Your little children, your women, and the convert in your camp. Mechite Vetzecha, Ad Shoev, Meimecha. From the wood cutters to the water carriers, or the water drawers. Posuk Yud Aleph, so you will be entered into the covenant of Hashem and the oath which Hashem is making with you on this day. Rashi comments on the words Atem Nitzavim Hayim in Pasuk Tes, the first verse, and says, Kin Sam Moshe Lifne HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'yayim Moisei Moshe gathered them, B'nai Yisrael, before Hashem on the day of his passing to bring them into a covenant. It's difficult to understand what Chidush, what Rashi is revealing to us that isn't already in the verses. Pasuk tells us that we are standing, gathered, to enter into a bris. La'avorcha bevris Hashem. Those are the words in Pasuk Yud Aleph. So what is it that Rashi is telling us when he tells us, Kin That Moshe gathered them before Hashem, the day of his passing, to bring them into a covenant. Commentaries say that the Chidush of Rashi in this explanation, isn't that the nation was being brought into a covenant, but rather that Moshe gathered us together to bring us into a covenant. The Pasuk itself only tells us that we stood, and that leaves the possibility that it wasn't that Moshe gathered us together. Perhaps we stood, Atim Nitzavim, where we were camped, which Rashi elucidates by telling us that Atem Nitzavim teaches us that Moshe gathered the entire nation before God to bring them into a covenant. And so, Mephorshim posit that Rashi's proof is the word Lavrocha, which means to pass through, passing through the demarcation that symbolizes a covenant would require first that they were brought into the covenant before passing through or between the demarcations symbolizing the bris. And so the proof that is suggested is that Rashi is saying that Atem Nitzavim is the Moshe Kinsam, that Moshe brought them into the bris. The challenge with suggesting that this is Rashi's explanation is threefold. One, Rashi would have actually had to bring the words, Lavorcha Bivris, to bring them through 
the covenant, which comes only a few verses later in Posuk Aleph, in his Divrei Hamaschil of Atem Nitzavim on Posuk Tes, to show that this is his proof. And two, the term Rashi actually uses. Rashi doesn't use the word laaviram at all, even when he can. Instead, he uses the term lahachnisam to bring them in. Again, the words of Rashi are melamed. This teaches us atem nitzavim shekin samoisha lifnei kadosh baruch hu lahachnisam bevris. Moshe, uh, Rashi, excuse me, doesn't even mention the word laviram to bring them through. That's when Rashi should have said laviram using the term from Pasuk Aleph, if the word lavorcha is, as Mefarshim say, Rashi's actual chidush. The third issue is that Rashi specifically says lahachnisam. And this, it seems, is the chidush. Rashi is explaining that in the literal meaning of the verse, in the actual phrase, lachnisam bivris. Looking ahead to the next pasuk in the parsha pasuk Yudbez, we find something interesting. In Rashi's explanation on this pasuk, Rashi goes back to explaining something on pasuk tes, on the first pasuk and brings further explanations for the words Atem Nitzavim Hayim Kulchem. Rashi brings a Medrash Agada, an Agadic explanation that teaches Lama Nismacha Parshas Atem Nitzavim Liklolois. Why is this Parsha right after the curses in Torah? Because, says Rashi, when the nation heard the 98 and then the 49 curses, they became concerned and said, who can possibly endure this? And so Moshe began to appease them and said, Atem nitzavim hayim. You angered God many times, but look, you still stand and exist before him today. And then Rashi explains the word hayim, saying, things become dark, but it becomes day again. And then Rashi continues to give another explanation on Atem Nitzavim, saying, because the nation were passing from Moshe's leadership to Yeshua's, Moshe had them stand and gather in order to encourage them in this moment of transition. So, briefly to review, we have the original Rashi on the words Atem Nitzavim, and Rashi's explanation that Melamed Atem Nitzavim teaches us Kinsa Moshe Lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe brought them, gathered them before Hashem on the day of his death, Lachnisam Bevris to bring them into a bris. And then we have three additional explanations. On these words, Atem Nitzavim Hayim Kulchem, in a latter pasuk, in pasuk Yudbeis, one is Emedrasha Goda, two explanations from the Medrasha Goda, from an Agadic explanation, and then one, a Dover Acher, one additional explanation. The Agadic explanation begins with why is this 
Atem Nitzavim taking place nearby the Klolois in Torah? And the answer is that Moshe wanted to appease the nation and to strengthen them after they heard the Klolois and said, this is terrible, who can endure this? Then there is the Agadic explanation on the word Hayyim, that things become dark, but it becomes day again. And then Rashi continues with an additional explanation, again on the words Atem Nitzavim, saying that the nation was passing from one leader to the next, and Hamisha wanted to strengthen them in this moment of transition. Why all these successive explanations? An Agadic explanation to what Rashi has already said on the words in the beginning and the earliest Rashi in Pasuk Tes, the explanation that Rashi said he is giving according to Pshat, another explanation and then a third explanation as though the second one isn't satisfactory. We know that the first explanation that Rashi gives is always closest to the literal meaning of the verse in Torah. The second closer than the third. So what indeed makes the third explanation that we have here farther from the literal intention of the Pasuk than the second, which is an Agadic explanation. So let's look again at where Rashi brings these additional explanations. Not in the first Pasuk, Pasuk Tes, but in Pasuk Yudbeis, even though the explanations are, as we said, on the words in Pasuk Tes, Atem Nitzavim Hayyim. This tells us that these additional explanations are not specific to the words in Pasuk Tes, Atem Nitzavim Hayyim, but they have a connection to all the Psukim until Pasuk Yudbeis, until the words Rashi actually says so, where he says, Until here, I've given an explanation according to the literal meaning of the chapter. And then Rashi carries on into the Umedrash Agada and Agadic interpretation, etc. This thus telling us that the Midrashic explanation is yet another interpretation that includes the other verses up until this one. Yet Rashi doesn't actually use the Medrash Agada to explain anything other than the Hayyim from Pasuk Tes, which explains that like the day which endures forever, that day always shines past the night, so Hashem has made you shine, and you will shine again. So only Hayyim is actually explained, and not any of the further verses. We explain this as follows. In the first Rashi, where it's clear that Rashi isn't teaching us the purpose of Moshe gathering them, as that is made clear in the Torah itself, as it says, Vorum Bibris, to bring them through into a covenant. Rashi teaches us and is machadish and reveals a completely different idea in the words Atem Nitzavim Hayyim. Our parsha doesn't begin with the words Vayikra Moshe El Yisrael or the like, 
So it seems then that this parsha is in continuum to the last one, to parsha's kisavi. Atem nitzavim hayem kulchem, you are standing here today gathered, follows on to the end of the previous parsha. It's not a separate gathering to the gathering at the conclusion of Parsha's Kisavai. That gathering was seemingly clearly for the purpose of Moshe's address to Bnei Yisroel and his message, Atem Reisim is Kol Asher Oso Hashem, you have seen all that Hashem did before your very eyes, etc. But Rashi is Mahadish with the word Melamed, that in fact there is something to be learned here with these words that Moshe assembled the nation, as we read in Parshas Kisavai, before Hashem to bring them into a covenant and not just to relay the words we hear at the end of Parshas Kisavai. And the proof to this are the words Atem Nitzavim, which are actually out of context. To say you are standing, not vi'atem nitzavim, if this is a continuum, it would be vi'atem nitzavim, and you are standing, gathered as a continuation to Moshe's previous words. Atem nitzavim emphasizes that you are gathered today collectively before God, it would have seemed that they were standing mipne Moshe before Moshe who called them together to speak to them. Yet it says atem nitzavim lifne Hashem. As well, the word hayoim, which means this day and indicates the day of Moshe's passing, as Rash explains. Moshe has been speaking to the Eden for many, many days now. If his purpose in bringing them together was to strengthen their observance of Torah and mitzvahs, as the words in the end of Parshas Kisove read, then why wait to give them these words of reminder and chizuk on the last day of his life? All these points tell us that Moshe gathered them in Parshas Kisove for the purpose that we learn here, to bring them into a bris with Hashem, a bris which would become relevant specifically after they cross the Yardin. Hence, Moshe waiting until Yoimoisei, the day he died, close to the day that they would cross the Yardin. Now, according to what we just learned, that Moshe gathered the nation to bring them into a covenant with God, and everything that was said at the conclusion of Parshas Kisavai, excuse me, Everything that was said at the conclusion of Parshas Kisavai was just a preparation for this event. If we take those thoughts into consideration, there are two additional points in the literal intention of the verse that Rashi does not cover but need clarification. One is that the Torah in this Pasuk, Atem Netzavim, mentions Tapchem, your little ones, or the children. Calling for the little children to gather isn't common to the previous times that Moshe has gathered the nation. More so, in Parshas Vayelech, we read that Moshe commanded the Eden regarding the mitzvah of Hakel, and he says to gather 
the tough, the children. And Rashi says, giving an explanation as to why the children were meant to come, Rashi says that the, those who bring the children will also have a merit. But this isn't the reason the children were gathered here, as Rashi doesn't explain it here. Rashi would, of course, explain it here first in this earlier event in Torah, and not later in Vayelach, if this was the reason. Now, continuing on this idea of Taf, the children, if the gathering took place so that Moshe could bring the nation or could tell the nation about their obligations and to keep Hashem's commandments, the children didn't have these obligations. So we'd have to ask, why were the children gathered? Hence, we understand, according to Rashi's explanation of Milamed, the Chidush of Rashi, what Rashi is revealing in Atem Nitzavim, is that the children had to be there, had to be included in this bris, and this is why the nation was gathered. The second issue here is the following. Before you obligate someone in a weighty responsibility, particularly one which he must make a promise to, there needs to be preparation. In our discussion, that preparation took place in Parshas Kisavai, where the words Moshe spoke to all who gathered. Again, they were gathered to be entered into a bris with Hashem, and in Kisavai, Moshe prepared them. We're left with a question, and that is, Usage of the word nitzavim, and not oimdim, standing, which we have often in Torah. Rather, the word that is used is nitzavim, which indicates standing upright. It's a strong word. Rashi translates nitzavim, when used in Parshas Kairach, to mean a haughty bearing, while the word oimdim is a much gentler, more humble word. The thing is, if they are standing gathered to be entered into a bris with God, surely the nation stood with humility. Therefore, Rashi finds it necessary to bring another answer to address this question. Because we have established that they were gathered to be entered into a covenant with God, now we have a question regarding the word nitzavim. So we wonder about the Nitzavim to which Rashi says that there is an Agadic Medrash that teaches that this was after the curses were, were given or were relayed. And they needed Chizuk. Here you are, said Moshe, standing strong, even though you have often angered God, he has not annihilated you. Once we're explaining Nitzavim, we need to understand the context of the word hayoim as well. If these were words of comfort because of the klolos, then we assume this was somewhat close to the klolos being said. But that wouldn't be on the day of Moshe's death, of Moshe's passing, as Moshe would neither say the Clolus on the day of his passing, nor would he choose to wait until that day to strengthen them and fortify them 
in their mitzvah observance. Thus Rashi must now explain a different understanding for the word Hayoim. So we had a new understanding for the word Nitzavim, but now the word Hayoim must fit into this new understanding of the word Nitzavim. And so Rashi explains that Atem Nitzavim Hayoim are connected. Atem Nitzavim means that even though you have angered God, yet you stand here and Hayoim is to tell us that night comes, but day always follows. And these words of comfort are connected to the words of Moshe in Kisavai, Atem Reisim, you saw the wonders Hashem wrought, and these words come right after the Klolos. There's still a challenge, though, in the explanation. It would seem that in that explanation of Atem Nitzavim, Kulchem Hayayim, these words should have come first in Torah and then followed by Atem Reisim, you saw the wonders of Hashem, you saw everything Hashem did. As in though you have angered God, you continue to see his wonders. Also, going back to the Tapchem, the little children, if these are words of comfort or words to placate, what does it have to do with the children? And so Rashi must then bring a third explanation because the Yidin, all the Yidin, were making the transition from Moshe to Yeshua. This was a difficult time for all the Yidin, elders to the youngest. Moshe was making a point, therefore, of strengthening them all. And that's the third explanation. So the word Nitzavim is appropriate in that case and in that context. And Hayyim, understood as the day of Moshe's passing, is clear, for this was the day they were being transitioned from one leader to the next. It's also clear now why Atem Reisim, you saw what Hashem did, precedes Atem Nitzavim, as opposed to, as we suggested, that Atem Nitzavim should have come before Atem Reisim, as this was relevant to the change of leadership, closer to the time of Moshe's passing. And of course, it is understandable why the little children were brought for the transition from Moshe to Yeshua affected them as well. The difficulty, though, is if this is connected to the transition from leader to leader, why is this in the Torah here, now, why not after Parshas Vayelech, when Moshe is mamish preparing to pass? If we go with the explanation that Kinsa Moshe Moshe that Moshe brought them into a covenant on the day that he passed, since it was relevant to the time after they crossed the Yardin, it wasn't necessary that it was particularly right before his passing. It could be discussed in Parshas Nitzavim. And therefore, it does not have to be discussed Tafka. This does not have to take place specifically in Parshas Vayelach. But if Hayoim is about the transition from one leader to another leader, then the discussion should be in Vayelach, just as Moshe is passing when this transition is hard. So though the second explanation is a Medrash Agada, it's actually closer 
to the literal meaning of the Pasuk than the third explanation. Because the third explanation about the transition of leadership is like a, treated as a self-standing event unattached to when Moshe called together the nation in Parshas Kisave. According to the Agadic explanation, however, this gathering is not just connected to Moshe calling the nation to gather in Parshas Kisave, but also the very reason he called them together, so that he could calm them and strengthen them. This explanation is, of course, closer to the first explanation that Moshe gathered them to bring them into a covenant with God. Chassidus explains that Parshas Nitzavim is always read before Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah is reflected in and represented by the word Hayoyim. Bringing the nation into a covenant with God is a level higher than encouraging the nation to observe Hashem's commandments. B'yoyim Moisei, on the day of his passing, represents the Yoyim Hadin, the day of judgment, the day on which this covenant is made. On Rosh Hashanah, we achieve a deep essential bond between man and God. Kinsam lifne hakadosh baruch gathering them before God, occurs on Rosh Hashanah. This represents a unification and an inclusivity with God himself, higher and beyond the commandments and Torah. Yet, the preparation for this was Moshe enjoining the nation to guard this connection because the glue that bonds Hashem and the nation and shows their oneness is Torah. Once that bond takes place, it's actually transcended and becomes a circle of connection of Hashem, the Torah, and the Jew. And so, first, there must be preparation, guarding the mitzvah. But the ultimate goal and the point of gathering is the essential bond between a Jew and God. Yet, this is insufficient because this eternal and essential bond needs to be revealed. The spiritual bond must have a physical impact in a revealed way. Just as God wants our mitzvahs to be physical actions, we ask and receive Hashem's influence and bounty in a revealed physical reality. This is where the second explanation comes in. That Moshe calmed the nation. Moshe is the one who bonds the Jew and God, who ensures that we experience, again, life as strong, upright, healthy Jews, and that the challenges only make us stronger and closer to God. Until all negative transforms to positive, to blessing, and revealed goodness.